0: Like our content? It's funded by viewers like you. Please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of New Church Live today. So, good morning everyone. I'm Pastor Chuck Blair. It's wonderful to have you here today. And Whether you're joining us in our studio audience or you're joining us online, it's it's great to have you with us. And and today we're going to talk about a message, I think, that should leave you very inspired. And we're looking at the idea of faith. And it's interesting, when we use the word faith, a lot of the time at least I think as a lot of people hear it, they hear it as sort of this heavy thing. And and if you think about it, someone may say, well, they're a person of faith, but they don't usually mean that in a joyful way. They mean it in kind of way that's not so joyful. It's a task. It's it's heavy. And, and today we're going to talk about sort of the lightness of faith and the joy that faith can bring you and how that's connected in with this whole idea of patience, that That with our faith, as with all of our journeys, like our job is just to be patient with it. There's no immediacy to it. There's no need to solve it today because tomorrow, if we don't have it all solved, we're in trouble. No, faith is a journey. It's a path. It's a road. It's interesting. We just took a few social media comments, just wanted to share a handful of those with you. Some people writing about what faith is. One person said, it's incredibly easy, but also incredibly complicated. Another person wrote, the bird, this was from Andrew, the bird that feels the light and sings when the dawn is still dark. I love that line. You know, faith is the light that sings when the dawn is still dark. Another person wrote essential. Could not agree with that more. And and I want to look at a story today that talks about faith, talks about how we wrestle with faith, talks about how these things can be a challenge. And it talks about, faith in a way where where maybe we can start to see the connection between faith and miracles a little bit differently. This is a story from Mark 9. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd gathered around. The disciples were the people following following Jesus and the teachers of the law arguing with them. Now it says teachers of the law, that means clergy. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, and we're going to look at this line, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked, in arguing with the clergy there. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not, so I asked him to heal him of this. O unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Then they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, Everything is possible with him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. Now, a little background to that, folks, like from a Christian New Church perspective, we don't believe that actually there's such a thing as demonic possession in this world, thankfully. And, and yet, was that possible back then? Well, story says it was. And if you're having a hard time wrestling with that, just even think about those things that kind of take possession of us and, and how do we get rid of those things and how do, we, how do we get those things out of our life and what role can faith play in that? Now, as we go into this first song, it's a beautiful first song and it's, and it's based on this, this, this kind of this interesting idea and it's something we're gonna tease apart during the service today, which is this. It's very easy a lot of the time that, that to think, well, what I need to have, God, is a miracle in my life, and then I'll believe. And, and belief, folks, is much more than just a factual, like, I believe there is a God. It's much more than that. It's much more than that. Way more than that. And maybe this, maybe so much of life is getting what we see as this process. Maybe we have it backwards a lot. Maybe the real process is having this deep, deep, deep sense of belief. And we're going to tie that in with joy and hope and wonder and all these other things, having this deep sense of belief. And maybe that doesn't necessarily create the miracles, but maybe it does this. Maybe it helps us to see the miracles, to see the miracles that are all around us. So, welcome, friends. Welcome to New Church Live.
1: We've prayed with no proof anyone could hear In our hearts a hopeful song we barely understood Now we are not afraid for we know there's much to fear We were moving mountains long before we knew we could Can be miracles when you believe. Though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. Who knows what miracles you can achieve when you believe somehow? the summer bird too swiftly flown away and now i'm standing here my heart's so full i can't explain seeking faith and speaking words i never thought i'd say Ooh, oh. Tchau,
0: What a gorgeous song. And and, and folks, I love that idea, right? Like how belief can actually beget miracles. And again, I ask you to think of belief, not just in like one statement. A lot of people are like, well, if you're Christian, it comes down to one statement. It's part of it. I mean, belief isn't, it's not that it's those statements or those, 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 uh, those theological ideas aren't significant, but belief is so much more than that. It really is. I mean, just, just, just let me just give you, a instance, think of someone who you know really believes in you, really believes in you to your core. Is it just because they have an intellectual construct that you somehow exist? No, we, we all know it's much more than that. And when we say, oh, yeah, you know, it's just I was with my parents yesterday and my parents really believe in me. And, and it's always so great to be in their presence because for a minute I feel like I could even be an astronaut. And that's a beautiful thing. See, belief makes all things possible in ways we can't imagine. So let's just, let's just pull this apart a little bit. I love, I love this phrase where it starts. You know, it starts this, with this idea, overwhelmed with wonder. You know, here's this, this crowd and they're surrounding Jesus and they're overwhelmed with wonder. And it's this wonder here. It has sort of a connotation of a joyous wonder, not wondering if, but, but wonder, like real sense of awe and wonder. So that's the starting point. And again, just imagine as we have conversations around faith that that's the starting point. I really wanna understand wonder. I wanna come at this with a sense of awe, which means understanding beauty, which means understanding grace, which means having a world, having a life that's opened to many things. And, and notice what Jesus says here then later on in the passage we read. This is again from Mark nine twenty three. Everything is possible for one who believes. Now, we just pull that apart just a little bit what if faith is where we believe impossibility? Now, I want to be really careful as we go through today, really, really careful, because with church, you inevitably have people who, who come to church, and it's, it's, it happens all the time, it happens to us, everyone comes to here on occasion with, with just really heavy stuff. And, and it's easy to sort of um, give a message of like, look, just believe, and all that stuff goes away. The cancer goes away. The aging parents, all their, all, their, all their aches and pains go away. All your heartbreak goes away. It doesn't. It's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about what is possible in those very dark moments, what's possible in moments of light. What is possible? Here And faith helps us to live into that place, that place of possibility. I think, friends, you know, there's, there's, there's two ways to hold faith. And, and I'm going to come over here and talk about these, these two ways for a second. I think, I think faith can come down to either faith is a fortress or faith is, or faith is a path. Now, if you've been part of New Church Live for a while, it's sort of a, a leading question because clearly I'm going to be leaning towards path. But I want to talk for a minute about when we really believe that my faith should be a fortress, and it's it's interesting, right? That's a famous old hymn. A mighty fortress is my God. And for that time, maybe that made a lot of sense. You know, the idea of faith as fortress is the idea that you have you have walls, you have structures, you have you have these 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 uh, abutments. You have you have all this. You have this big stone thing that's going to going to create this protection for everybody. It creates a certainty. It creates knowns. Folks, and and I'll put this out there. I think especially in times where we're not so sure about life, where we're not so sure about how things are working, where we're not so sure about anything, I think it gets to be so, so, so easy to kind of squeeze it in and to really believe like, oh yeah, faith is it's just got to be this, this old thing, and, and it's an easy way to retreat back into a past. It's an easy way to retreat back into a past. But, but we have to see it as a, as a bit more than just a fortress because, because here's what I want to share with you. I think if we hold faith just as a fortress, as a static thing, it becomes very brittle. It becomes very brittle because it can't move. It can't change. And what happens when life moves, moves past that fortress? I think the most famous story, for those of you who, who uh, know me personally, you know I was a public school teacher for a long time, private school teacher, taught history, and there's this famous story of the Maginot no Line, like it was between World War I and World War II, and the French army put this big line called the Maginot Line, a big set of fortresses facing Germany, and, and they were to block the next German attack. And they were, they were fortresses, right? Well, France fell in a matter of weeks to Nazi Germany in, the, in 1940. And why was it? Well, it's the Germans simply went around the fortress, made them totally irrelevant very quickly. And that's why, again, faith as fortress, it doesn't have that robustness that we might clearly wish it to have. So there is a different way to look at it, which is maybe when we can start to look at at faith as faith as a path, as faith as a path. Now, how does that work, faith as a road? Well, what it means, folks, is it it means that, that, that we can start to see things as dynamic, changing, and moving that life will be continually moving onward. And that our job is to just get that we're on this path and how does this path work and how does this path continue to evolve? And it, what it means is that we start to see life very differently. See, in a, in a, if I have a fortress mentality, I can get caught up really quickly in who is out and who is in. Who is out, and who was in. And that becomes the clear call. You know, I want to keep the bad guys out, just keep the good guys in, becomes a clear delineator. Now, now on the path of life, when we hold faith as a path, it means that as we go through our life journey, and this is beautiful stuff, as we go through our life journey, what it means is it means like, oh yeah, there are going to be fellow travelers, and I get to find that out. I get to see these people as I move through life. I mean, so much of this story we read about, Jesus is always on the move. Always on the move. And so many of these stories about, are about people who come in contact with them as they are moving on with their life's journey. That is powerful. And what happens then is we're not trapped. We're not Trapped in a a view of faith that can't change. But we're freed by a form of of faith that allows it to change. Beautiful concept, Christian New Church concept. Manuel Swedenborg wrote, maintenance is perpetual creation. (sighs) Maintenance is perpetual creation. That means that that our faith inevitably will have a shift and a movement to it, one that is incredibly powerful. And that idea, folks, is as we start to understand that, that we will start to see, that we start to understand more and more this idea, and I'll be clear with it here, everything is possible for one who believes that that possibility grows, and we become to trust this, and it's a different kind of trust, Rightness of our belief or trust God's character. Rightness of our beliefs or trust God's character. And we become more and more to simply be able to trust God's character. And it doesn't mean we fully understand the answers. It doesn't mean that we fully understand exactly where the path is leading or that we're on the exact right road. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means we trust that we're being held. Held as we are, where we are in our lives. And that's a powerful place to be. When we can do that, folks, and this is, this is significant, right? When I can really start to trust God's character, when I can really have that form of belief, I'm trusting God's character, that means all things are possible. It doesn't mean faith healing. It doesn't mean all the bad things go away overnight. It doesn't mean I can, I can say or do one particular thing that's gonna, gonna make life just totally good from there on out. What it means is that I'm able to understand in life, because I'm coming from this sense of possibility, I'm able to understand that there are workable solutions, even here, P- take, pick your here. In this beautiful space, there's workable solutions here moving forward. In this hard space, there are workable solutions moving forward. Now, those solutions, again, they may not yield necessarily what we're looking for, but, but they do start to give us a, a different sense because, because it starts to move us away from the primacy of emotion and, and into, into more like, well, what can be done here? And again, caveat, I feel like i got to come with a bunch of caveats. It's not even like everything can be done every moment or that there is something to do, like sometimes... Just all you can do is tread water. That may be the only possibility is just to tread water. But please remember, that beats the alternative. (laughs) You know, even treading water is doing something in challenging circumstances. Now, let's start to pull doubt apart a little bit because it's interesting. So much of this passage was about doubt, about this, this man who was struggling with belief, belief that Jesus could heal his son, Jesus is talking about doubt, like doubt is part of life. And and I don't wanna, it's so easy to treat doubt as a problem, but it's, it's really not a problem. Doubt is an inevitable part of life. I'm not, and I imagine many of you are not terribly comfortable with people who are absolutely certain of all things. I think about dinner guests. Do I wanna sit down beside the person who's certain about everything? No, <laughs> I don't. That's not much good conversation. We want to, we want to be around people who, who may not have this overdeveloped sense of certainty, but, but certainly go back to that first phrase, who are overwhelmed with wonder, who, who can start to see possibilities in the world. Those are the, those are the kinds of people that we really enjoy being part of, doing, doing parts of life with. So a piece on doubt here, this is from Christian New Church, a piece of Christian New Church theology from the book Secrets of Heaven. People undergoing temptation, here we can think of challenges, you know, sort of hard challenges, hang between a negative and an affirmative outlook. If we give way to temptation, we remain in a doubting frame of mind and become negative. If we succeed, we will still experience feelings of doubt. Yet those who allow themselves to be filled with hope remain steadfastly in an affirmative outlook. Now that, that passage to me is powerful because, because it means doubt's just part of the game. Now, sometimes that doubt can be, be very existential. Like, is there such a thing as God? That can happen probably. Many of us go through times where it's where our, our, our faith in that and answering that question ebbs and flows. Some other people, it's, that's not such a big deal. But I wanted to like, like sort of bump doubt out a little bit. And to like offer this, that maybe we can all consider this. That the doubt actually doubts far more than just about God. Like, like it's important to have a certain level of doubt in life. A doubt that actually can, can open us up a little bit. And I think that's why, in this sense, that doubt is a given. Here's Emmanuel swinburne saying, in our Christian journey, doubt will be a given. Even, friends, even when we reach a point where we really feel like we understand it, we get it, we're we're totally committed to it, even there there'll be an element of doubt. Now, I want to talk about why. Why might that be? Why might doubt be such a significant, significant, important part of the spiritual journey? Well, maybe this, maybe this, folks, because we need to not know. Think about that. What if in life we really need to not know? Need it? We must have it. We must not know. Now, I want to give you a couple of examples of that, of, of where that might where that might work. I remember years ago in a in a previous job, uh, going down to a leadership conference down in Disney, down at Disney. And Disney, just their, I mean, their their customer service is amazing. And again, this was probably 25 years ago, probably even more than that, now that I think about it. And this was in an era where they have something for the young adults in the crowd, something known as newspapers. Nothing on the internet. We had newspapers. And, and I remember coming out, you know, they put they put at us in a little townhome, and coming out at the townhome, and there sitting right on the stoop of the townhome was the Philadelphia Inquirer. Now this is in Orlando, Florida. I thought, that's slick. <laughs> that's good. And it turned out they had their own little printing place there and they would, they would whatever town you were from, they would try to get you your, your, your closest newspaper to where you lived. Why, how did that happen? Well, I think that happened because some people at Disney were, and this is, this is a, a positive sense of doubt, is like, yeah, how can we serve more? How can we help people more? What can we do that will make a difference? Again, how do we serve our customers better? See, that's, that's actually a form of doubt. Where if you're totally certain, if a company like Disney is totally certain that they have got it down, there's only one way to possibly do this and we got it, that newspaper never would have been there on the stoop. with somebody's idea. Now, now, there are more serious examples, too. I mean, imagine a lot of, a lot of you, a lot of us work with work within families that are blended families. Imagine trying to blend a family, and, and you're trying to blend it, and somebody was absolutely certain about how that was all going. They just knew, like, this is the only way to do it. Well, that doesn't work. Because I think we know that that, that blended families take time. And and just raising kids, right? Do you raise your 2-year-old the same way you raise your 20-year-old the same way you raise a 13-year-old? No, they're all different because it's different parts of the path. And you have to constantly be asking, well, what's going to work here? What's going to work here? What's going to work here? See, and I think that's the doubt here that we're talking about. Because if, <laughs> this, I don't know whether this is true or not, but I'll, I'll share it. You know, sometimes I feel like we get so sort of captured by this idea. Is there a God? Is there not a God? I, this, I don't think this is heresy, but I don't know that God cares that much whether you believe in him or not. I think, I think God's like, look, I, I'm God. How about you go out and serve? How about you go out and help? Don't get caught up on these questions that kind of pull us way up here outside of, the, outside of life. Like, yeah, I firmly believe there's a God. And yes, I hope you do too. I hope all of us believe, yes, there is a God. And, and let's get over ourselves in terms of just a question that would just get spun around a million ways. And let's get down to it. Get down to life. Life. And and maybe, maybe for some people watching, maybe you just know you always struggle with the belief whether there's a God or not. Totally fine. I, I get it. I mean, I'm not in that place. You might be. That's good. Fine. Act as if. Act as if. Ask the questions as if. Because there are going to be questions about service. There are going to be questions about love. There are going to be questions about how do you actually go forward in a sense of life that, that actually can make a difference out there. That's where we're trying to be. That's what we're trying to do. Because then faith really does become this incredibly powerful, powerful path. See, and notice the line, folks, hope remains steadfastly in an affirmative action, an affirmative outlook. Hope and an affirmative outlook. Now just just imagine, folks, like, like hope in an affirmative outlook. I mean, just, I don't know, like there's so, there's so much, there's so much there. So so I can approach life, and I approach life with faith. Well, if I read this passage, this is one possible way to read it, this story. So, if if this is a story about faith, so I want to come to faith first off, overwhelmed with wonder. Overwhelmed with wonder. Overwhelmed with the beauty of life, not the perfection, but the beauty. And then what I want to do is, yeah, then I will experience doubt. And and, and and maybe I can understand that in terms of something that opens me up, and maybe I can see that that then will hope. Hope really is this, this embracing of all things being possible. All things are possible. I can be in really hard circumstances. You can be in really hard circumstances. We can be in really hard circumstances. And we can still start to make decisions around what is possible here? What is possible there? What's possible over here? we can still ask that question. And then folks, this is so beautiful. Imagine, and I think it all comes together, imagine we have that sense of of hope and an affirmative outlook. Imagine we start to ask that, but, but we really have that idea of hope and an affirmative outlook? We really have that idea of hope and an affirmative outlook? And it ties right back into that sense of possibility. It ties right back into that sense of being overwhelmed with wonder. And that becomes the faith that we go through life with. Like, here's faith. It's not just a static fortress. Let me tell you the, 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 the building blocks of that. I mean, again, I don't want to overstate that because there are building blocks, Clearly but they're building blocks that help with this path. And imagine, imagine at my core, imagine at your core, imagine at our core, imagine at our core, we really understood faith. Oh yeah, I am going to commit to bringing hope and an affirmative outlook to life. I'm really gonna commit to that. You wanna know what a person of faith is? That's a person of faith. Hope and an affirmative outlook. I think we know that. I think, I imagine when you think about somebody who really believed in you, what did they hold for you? Hope? Sure did. And an affirmative outlook? Sure did. That is the bedrock of faith. That's the faith that actually starts to build things. That's the faith that can actually move mountains, which is kind of interesting. Not literally, but figuratively in our minds. So folks, what we're going to do now is we're going to try to, Marcus, are we able to do, we're not, we're going to sort of fudge the video a little bit, right? Only online. online. All right. So this is what we're going to do. little technical glitch. We're not able to show the video. So I'm going to set up the video and I'm going to let you listen to it. So the way the video works is this, and it actually is is kind of fun because you'll actually be able to experience the way this works. I'm going to actually ask you to watch the video we're not going to show. If you're here in our studio audience today, online you'll be fine. But if you're in our studio audience here today, I'm gonna to actually ask you to watch this video that you cannot see with your eyes closed. It'll make sense in a second. So what this video is, it's, it's a video and it's, it's a blind man and he's seated, he's seated on, a, on a bench in a park. And what happens is another man walks up and he sits down beside him and one man asks the other, could you describe what you see? So that's what what he is describing. And then at the very end, there's a switch in it. And I'll explain the switch when it's all done. So just listen to this. Literally, you can just close your eyes because it's a story about being blind. And just listen to how the world is described. Go ahead and play the audio. Can we hear the audio, Marcus? All right.
2: Hello. Hi. It's a nice day today. It's warm. It's it's a very warm day today. Yeah. Can you describe it to me, please? Excuse me? Can you tell me, what, what, what do you see out there? Can you tell me what you see out there?
0: Please, please.
2: Uh. The sky is clear blue. The trees are, are blowing in the libraries. There's a young boy flying a kite with a. Big smile on his face. Stats his running right behind him. <laughs> He's so fixed on the kite that he nearly stepped on a young couple having a pick. On <laughs> what else? What else? <laughs> We're feeding each other cheese. Dropped the cheese and fell to the ground. <laughs> There's a couple of guys playing soccer over there. They seem to be taking the game very seriously. One of the guys is pushing one of the opponents. There's a beautiful pond in the middle of the park with all the ducks taking their daily baths. All the kids are standing around the pond and they're, they're throwing bread in and the ducks are fighting to get a meal. What else can you see? Looks like we have a birthday party on the left. Beautiful mother is setting a birthday cake in front of her son in a wheelchair. He blew the candles out and she bent down and gave him a giant kiss on the cheek on our right we have a a young couple laying on the grass the man is serenading her with the guitar she can't take her eyes off <laughs> that's nice there's a couple of kids buying some snow cones over there one of them Martin. hey we've been looking all over for you that's me i gotta go oh wait Thank you, thank you, I I really appreciate that, Martin, thank you. No, thank you, have a good day. Oh, I will. I most certainly will.
1: Shadow of the night Cloaks me with my deepest fears The ebony sky Cries to see the twilight Protecting me from all around. I hear your sweet song guiding me through suburban grounds. I'm finding my way through the darkness, touching the light. Finding my way through the darkness with you by my side. When I close my eyes, see you in my sweetest dreams. You leave me with a smile. When I wake, I'm unafraid, and I feel your love protecting me from all around. I hear your sweet song hiding me through troubled ground. Finding my way through the darkness, I'm touching the light, finding my way through the darkness with you by my side, rest me with the sun Take away my darkest days. Fill me with your heavenly grace. Take me to a higher place. Forgive me for my foolish ways. I am yours. I'm not afraid. I'm finding my way through the darkness. I'm touching the light. Finding my way through the darkness With you by my side I'm finding my way Thank you Hey everyone, this is your friendly reminder to make a donation to New Church Live. And it's super easy, and there's a handful of ways. There's a QR code below, which will take you to the donate page, or you can text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase, to 77977, and you can make a donation that way. Or you can visit our website, www.newchurchlive.tv, and there's a donate tab there. Both places, you can set up a reoccurring donation, or you can make a one-time donation, and all of your support helps fuel everything that happens here at New Church Live. We're so appreciative. Thank you all so much for making a donation. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Angela. So, so friends, it's just that song Ethan just sang, oh, just so beautiful, right? Because we all are making our way through the darkness. We, we just are. I love the line from 1 Corinthians 13, we see but dimly. I think may maybe the most, if we get to dimly, we're doing pretty good. You know, we just, we just get little glimpses of it, right? You just get little glimpses of it. And the preciousness of it, the preciousness of it. Huh. And we get to see those moments and we get to experience those moments. See, and in, in, in the life of faith with all that is, is, it just has to be patient. You just have to be patient with your faith life. Because, ready for this? God, your faith life is pretty darn patient with you. <laughs> it's that simple. Faith evolves. Faith grows. God doesn't change, but certainly our understanding of God over the years does. And yet, of course, there are those things that, that always remain the same. I think that, that you know, that service bit, uh, gratitude, like there's, there's just the basic core parts that we take with us through life. But, but so much of church is just learning how do we exercise all that as we're on our path, as we're on our journey here. And... With the video that, that, you know, that the online folks got to see there, the video ends, for those in our studio audience who weren't able to see the video, the video ends, it turns out the other guy was blind too. He was just explaining this world as he saw it out there. An imagined world, a really good world. And maybe that's so true for so many of us, maybe we really We just just don't in this life see it all. But that doesn't mean that we can't come at life with a sense of wonder, with a sense of hope, with an affirmative outlook. And maybe we wrap all those together and that's what Jesus is talking about. Maybe that is faith. Now, of course, there is a faith in God and there's a faith in Jesus and there's a faith in all the things Jesus has done for us. There's a faith in that that's just, just kind of baked in. But there's also this part, and this, this is where, you know, friends, as a, as a pastor, like there's just sometimes, a lot of the time, as pastors, we come up to things and here on the other side of it is this truth that is, is, is barely glimpsed and there's no way language could maybe possibly even share a sense of it. And maybe, I'm sure many of you have much better language than I do. It's, it's this, like really, really allow this to be in, to your, and I've said it a number of times, I'm gonna say it again, really allow this to kind of get into your soul. What if? What if faith was this real, joyous, Filled with wonder outlook on the world that says all things are possible and what if we really held that hope not held it as some sort of some light esoteric thing but but that really became this this grounding as it were And maybe if we are to have a fortress, if we are to say like, all right, here is the fort. Here's what I'm going to put in the fort. Here's what I'm going to protect. Here's what I'm going to protect no matter what. This is the place where I'm going to live or die. Maybe this, maybe what we put into that fort, and it's a fort that we carry with us, is that very hope. That becomes the unshakable thing. That becomes the thing that we are willing to defend no matter what. because that hope and that affirmative outlook, that is how the world moves forward. That is how we become better and better Christians. And its, it's it, of course it has doubt in it, but it's but it's doubt, not doubt in God per se, but it's, but it's always this questioning of like, oh could I do more here? Can I do more not? Not consumed by that. That's its own racket. Some of you probably need to pull back a little bit. But but we need to always ask the question, like, how can I serve a little better? How can I love a little more? How can I do it in these places? Like, what does that look like to you? That's a place to think about. Yesterday, you know, it was part of a, a beautiful little, little blessing ceremony. And and, you know, my, my, my parents were there. It was, it was a beautiful little thing out in Pittsburgh. And, and uh, you know, my, my dad's getting to the end. He's 9, 94. He's not, he's not going to pass away today or anything like that. He's 94. He's 94. He's not going to be around for 20 more years. I can safely say that. And what he did is, yesterday was, was he gave me his copy of his Bible that he gave to my mom in 1963 when they got engaged. It was, it was a powerful moment, right? It was, it was a moment of hope and, and possibility and connection. It was, it was a moment of faith and, and moments like that should give us faith in life, faith in each other, and faith in God because those things, folks, they're just so precious. Again, I don't have great language for fully communicating it. You probably do but maybe we could live life there. Maybe we could be people of faith like that. And maybe we pull that forward, and and just just imagine how different all the challenges of life look when we just say, yeah, there's solutions here, we can do stuff. We can try to figure this out. I think in a time where there is as much despair as there is, and there's a lot of despair out there, folks, Maybe that's the message for faith that we need to hear. Most importantly, the message of faith we need to live. Amen. So I wanna thank you folks for joining us here today in New Church Live. What we're gonna do now is now as we close our service, we're gonna do a little prayer. We're gonna say the Our Father prayer, have a little moment of meditation and move into our wonderful last song. Again, wonderful to have you here, wonderful to be part of our congregation, either in person with our studio audience, and a big hello to all the folks who are joining us online from all over the place, all times of the week. Thank you for joining us today. So, a prayer. Lord, today we think about faith, and we think about patience. Patience. And we think about having the patience that allows that path to unfold, a path we walk on, and that we walk on with you, that idea that we never walk alone. Thank you, Lord, for being with us on that path. And help us, Lord, as best we can, as best we can to ground our life, to have that little fortress part that we carry with us, a part that is all about hope and an affirmative outlook on life. Knowing life isn't perfect Many days are broken because we are all broken. And many days are blessed because we are all blessed. Help us to bring those two together, Lord, walking on that path with you, that path home. Thank you again, as always, Lord, for being with us today. Hear our prayer. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you, May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace, and bring you home. Amen. Have a great week, friends.
1: I'm a confirmation the minute I woke up, the delivery has arrived. I am so excited because I know it's the real deal. from me laughter all because thank you you and from me joy all because thank you something inside love cannot hide Ooh. heard a rumor about it and I was skeptical, skeptical. So buying stuff like that you got me converted, you got me all hooked up, yeah, yeah. it's like I own a piece of heaven, yes it's so obvious to me, and it's all because of you, you and from me laughter, all because of you, you and from me joy, all because of you, There's something side i'm a kid not high said it's on because of you you and from me laughter. All on because of you you and from me joy on because of you something new inside Love cannot a kid not high You have brought me laughter All because of you You brought me joy All because of you Something new inside A love cannot hide oh, 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 it's all because, because you. You. You yeah, all because of you You have brought me laughter Yeah, you brought me laughter You of you You brought me joy All because of you Something new inside, love cannot hide. And it's all because of you.
0: Thank you, everybody. Have a
1: great week. We appreciate you. And it's all because of you.